I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. coming at you with another birth adventure edition so super exciting today we have three fantastic birth stories that we are wanting to share with you and i just get really excited about birth adventure day because too i love listening to stories but um it's nice to talk about birth stories that i haven't been involved in because i've been busy and tired and catching babies, which is great, but I don't know where I'm going with this, Megan, because that's why I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. And we're, let's just jump in. Let's just jump let's in. Let's just jump let's in. Let's just do it. We're going to jump in. Megan, you get started. Okay. Here okay. we go. In 2014, I went in for a TOLAC following a 2008 section for preeclampsia. So a TOLAC is a trial of labor after a C-section right. that you would hope for a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after a cesarean section. Um, okay, so they needed to ripen my cervix prior to starting Pitocin and did so by using Cervidil. Now, currently a labor and delivery nurse, I know this is where things started going downhill. For 18 hours, they put a Cervidil gel in every six hours. I progressed to six centimeters dilated, but was having very frequent and very long contractions. Looking back, I know I was in tachycystole which is too many contractions. I was standing at the bedside, rocking through a contraction when something quickly changed and my daughter's heartbeat dropped. The pain was so intense, it took me to my knees. The team realized that there was something wrong and before I even knew what was happening, an anesthesiologist had picked me up and placed me on a stretcher. Oh no. I know, <laughs> I just got picked up, there you go. Uh, they explained I was being taken for an emergency surgery and then I was given medications to sedate me. I learned later that the same man intubated me in the elevator on in my way elevator? up to the OR. Wow. What happened? That was an emergency. We went from tachycystole of the uterus, which is like too many contractions in a short period of time, to now we're being intubated, intubated in the elevator? In the actual elevator. Oh, my. Yeah. So my daughter was born seven minutes after her heartbeat dropped, and she was perfect. Well... It's because she was intubated in the elevator. They got it done. Yeah. In seven minutes. Wow. So that's amazing. I know. I have Is questions. that the end of the story? No, but oh. almost. Um, okay. So due to the contractions being too frequent and far too long, my uterus had ruptured. Oh my gosh. <gasps> meant that her uterus broke apart. Okay. However, it was not related to my previous low transverse incision. I had ruptured from groin to sternum. I'm so thankful for the quick actions of the team that day because they saved both mine and my daughter's life. I'm also thankful for my journey because it brought me to becoming a labor and delivery nurse and I get to support other mamas who want that vaginal delivery after a section. I have questions. I have all of so many the questions. questions. So I, what, what year was this? 2008. So okay. So it was a fair ago. amount of time it was. ago and Cervidil is no longer recommended um, right. with our Tolex patients yeah um maybe so that's that interesting i know this is wow I think, how I feel scary like there's, there's like some some more i'm sure there's more there yeah 
Uh, wow, that's yeah. really, that's a great story. It's a wonderful story. And um, she actually gave us permission to use her name oh. so we could. Yeah, thanks, Misty Murph. Yeah, so Misty, if you want to like elaborate on yeah. some of the drama that went down, because that is a sitch. It really is. And I'm so glad your baby is good. I know. Me too. That's intense. I know. Oh, wow. I just, yeah, I just want to chat with her. and Yes. I want to know. Maybe she can come and chat with us Ooh, about her birth story someday. Misty. That would be awesome. She probably would. She would. I know she, she would. totally would. Yeah, she's a fun gal. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell a birth story um, from, uh, let's see, Miss, I just got to make sure we can use her name. Yes, we can. Miss um, Anna. Miss Anna. So this is Oli's birth story. I have heard that first babies are late and that the more babies you have, the earlier they come. The shorter the labor and the larger the baby. While Lucia was two weeks early, I have found the rest of this wisdom to be mostly true. However, you, my darlingness, dear one. Oh, she's writing to him. Oh That's so sweet. I love this. Didn't get the memo about being early. <laughs> My due date was estimated to be July 21st. So when I went to see the midwife on July 10th, a Thursday, and she told me that I was five centimeters, I was ready. Soon, I thought, I'll be holding this baby in my arms. Christina swiped my membranes, and <laughs> I probably sweeped them. Um, <laughs> I love that she wrote that. Christina swiped my membranes, and I went home, fully expecting to be in labor five hours later, just like with your older sister, Esther. Justin and I coordinated childcare so that, that Meredith and Kelly were watching Louis, Louisa and Esther for the weekend. I was ready to have this baby. I waited that night and the next day and through the weekend, back aching, still having gestational diabetes, so unable to eat what I wanted, walking up and down the driveway, hoping to induce myself. On Sunday evening, we finally called it and went up to and went and picked up Esther and Louisa. Meredith and Kelly promised to stay on baby watch. I chose not to go back to work mostly because I didn't want my water to break at work again. And also, oh no. And also because I was so sure that this baby's arrival was imminent. On Monday, I waited. On Tuesday, I waited. Oh. On Wednesday, I continued to wait and sulk and seethe. Only so many naps could, could be taken. Only so much trashy TV could be consumed. <laughs> and while I tried to console myself with thoughts of the rest of it, the rest is the last rest like this. You'll be getting for a few weeks. Try to enjoy it. A oh, a few weeks. Bless her heart. Good, good thought process though. I, right. Yeah. Like just, just take it in because mm -hmm. you're not going to get this for very much longer, yeah. but patience is not my, a virtue of mine. And I was most, most impatient about meeting you. Finally at 4am on Thursday morning, my water broke and woke me up. And my very first thought as I rolled onto my back and put my hands on my belly was finally, <laughs> I called upstairs to Justin and my water had broken and his response, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up Louisa and Esther who were such champs and got them into the truck in record time. We hustled them over to Meredith and Kelly still on my baby watch and got to the hospital slightly after 5 AM. I was in pretty full labor at this point, strong contractions coming every few minutes. This was my this was my first baby in a hospital, and it wasn't my favorite experience. Oh. The intake nurse told me she would need to check me to make sure my water had actually broken before she, mo 
She moved me into a hospital room. I told her ahead, and she, she said again she would have to check me. I then showed her my pants, which were soaked in amniotic fluid, and she agreed to move me into a hospital room. Once I got to the, into the hospital room, they put in an IV port and took my vitals. All of this pretty much stopped my labor. My contraction stopped, and I got a bit of a break. This was around 7 a.m. Pretty shortly, my contractions started again, and they were intense. So strong, I struggled to breathe through them. I desperately wanted water. Water is very important for me to have as part of my labor. The birthing tub was out of commission, so I had asked to go to the shower. The nurse checked me, and I was seven centimeters. She made, she made me promise to leave the, the shower at nine centimeters so I could be in the room where they'd have more room to move around me. I solemnly agreed to leave the shower. <laughs> I just know the ending. I am <laughs> anticipating this ending. I solemnly agreed to leave the shower and they put a plastic glove over my hand so that I, so the port stayed dry, but she, the IV okay. port. Yeah. Justin started the shower in the tiny hospital bathroom. The, the room wasn't a modified room for birth, but a standard hospital room. I got in and the water was frustratingly lukewarm. I asked Justin about seven times in one minute if the water could be made hotter. On my knees in the shower, on a folded towel, changing, clinging to Justin's hand through three more extremely intense contractions, I struggled to catch my breath, not sure that I was going to be able to make it through this labor without medication. The contractions took my breath away. Christina, my midwife, appeared into the room. I hadn't called for her. The nurse had noticed I was close. Christina told me I was doing so well, and I had one more contraction along with the urge to push. I told Christina I had to push, and, and she said it was okay to push. I pushed one very hard, very intense push, and I could tell that I had pooped. It honestly felt like my acid <laughs> It honestly felt like my ass had blown out, and I was so scared <laughs> since I usually have bad hemorrhoids after birth. Aww. I could tell I had pooped, and I thought, I had shits. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> she says, it honestly felt like my ass had blown out, and I was so scared since I usually have bad hemorrhoids after birth. I could tell I had poop, had pooped, and I thought I had shit stuck to my leg. <laughs> Because there's something touching my leg. Oh, my God. I looked down and it was the head. Oh, my gosh. I was a little... Wait, she's in the shower? She's in the shower. Okay. Yeah. And this is her third baby. Yes. And you told her to push in the shower. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> why not? Why not? She well, was there. Like, why make her move? That would have been mean. Okay. <laughs> the nurses weren't so... Th thrilled yeah. about that mm -hmm. decision i can just see the it's chaos okay. ensuing right now um so let's see i looked <laughs> down and it was the head i was a little scared and i said oh god it's the head <laughs> then things happened very fast justin was hustled out of the bathroom by christina who crouched down in front of me and got me up on one knee i pushed one more time and the baby was out and it was you your shoulders oh. body all in one huge push oh. christina helped me stand up in the shower and i saw that it was a boy and I got so choked up, I started crying. The first time I've ever cried during labor. For six years, I've been waiting for my Oli Bear, and here you were. Immediately, about six nurses appeared. <laughs> this is the yes, chaos, chaos you were picturing. Um, or that's what it seemed like. Who slowly walked us to the bed, layering warm towels over us as we went. Shortly after I laid down in the bed, I, was, I delivered the placenta, which we requested to be put in a bucket so we could take it home. 
Throughout our 36-hour stay in the hospital, we kept getting greeted by different nurses and doctors with, so you're the one who delivered in the shower, huh? Mm -hmm. This led us to believe that giving birth in the shower was not a common experience. As I rested, Justin and I, as I rested, Justin and I were laughing, a three-hour labor. I felt like the baby had been a freight train through my body. It was so intense. That's a good imagery. Yeah. Totally. We both agreed that any labor shorter than three hours would be too much. Kelly, per usual, uh, wait, Kelly, per our usual labor experience, brought me fast food as my reward for a carbless existence the past few months. We feasted on McDonald's as my two older kids got to meet their little brother. Esther, in her charming way, clarified, it's a girl? And we said, no, Esther, it's a boy. Her response, why balls? <laughs> Luckily and in love to be a family of five. Aww. Or it says lucky and in love yeah. to be a family of five. Oh, isn't that fun? I love that. That's such so a great much. story. I love that she felt like her ass had been blown out. Yeah, and she thought she had boobs <laughs> tucked her, but it's just baby. <laughs> her baby, her actual oh, baby. Anna, I just love you so much. No, that's really awesome. And that's one of the stories I will. She was in 208. Like, I remember exactly where she was. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure that's not one you'll quickly forget. Yeah. <gasps> Thank you, Miss Anna, for sharing yes. your story. I love that. Okay. So I have our next story here. And this one, I just want everyone to know that this is a very sad story. So most of what we do is just happy and fun most of the time. But when it goes bad, it's really bad. And it is a trigger warning. So yes, if you don't want to hear about loss or stillbirth, maybe just skip to the end of the episode. Yeah. And um, see us in our next episode. Yeah, totally. Okay. So this is a story from our own Christina's mom, Rose Selkirk. My lovely mama. I was blessed with three births, each with a different experience to remember and to grow with. While carrying for my first, while carrying my first child, William, I was only sick for a short time, but worked through that easily while continuing to work on our family fruit farm and market of 200 plus acres daily. So this was about 12 to 16 hours a day. Excited to be freshly married and expecting a child was the emotion that helped me pass some difficult life changes that was on my plate. I had just married into a new position, now a farmer's wife, pregnant and 16, quitting school, losing touch of, of my friends, and due to the hours, found myself disconnected with most of my own family. Working up to the last day with a stomach that looked like I was carrying at least two or more... <laughs> I recall unloading a truck of honey rock melons into a hay wagon the day William would arrive. Going to bed exhausted around 10 p.m. and falling to sleep with the kicks of the soon new arrival was wonderful. At about 3 a.m., I woke up ashamed that I had peed the bed. Figuring that I was so tired, I must have slept through the urge of waking and not getting myself up to utilize the restroom. I woke up my husband. Again, the embarrassment of telling him I needed to change the bedding because we were invaded uh, by my mishap. <laughs> that's great and it's just like so generational yeah, right yeah so no, totally if i peed the bed i'd be like well that sucked yeah but i would totally not be embarrassed yeah yeah you know yeah no totally um and honestly if i was due to have a baby it wouldn't occur to me that i peed the bed i would have just automatically probably jumped to my, my water, water broke, broke. Yeah. yeah all right well soon after changing the bedding i began to start feeling some very different types of cramping like the past eight months, I just continued on, not having any idea what was happening. When I finally bent over with such a cramp of pain and a little shout, my husband called his mother. 
great, actually. <laughs> okay. Come to find out, she explained that my water must have broke and I was beginning my labor pains, which were called contractions. The advice my mother had given me was very off. She had explained when I began to go into labor, it would be like my menstrual period cramping, but maybe a little stronger. Most definitely not the case here and now. My mother-in-law gave instructions to start counting between pains and to keep her posted. A short time later, I figured uh, it was time to make the trip as the contractions were now so close that I couldn't get any relief. When arriving at the hospital, I had a swarm of people rushing around me and getting me into the proper gown and room. The equipment started showing up and I was getting hooked to multiple things. No one took the time to talk with me, but kept coming in and out, sometimes two to three people at a time. I actually hate that. That I makes know. me really sad. Yeah. Yeah. She has no idea what's happening. Yeah, no kidding. And she was so young, mm-hmm. like so young. Um, at one point, they asked me to, uh, to move to not move off my left side. Again, not explaining anything, but the continued uh, very busy flutter of doctors and nurses entering and exiting our hospital room. And how scary. Went on for some time. Yeah. Like the lack of communication just really heightens anxiety. Yeah. I was so relieved to finally see a face that I recognized. An old family friend of my mother's came into the room. Such a welcoming sight with a very soft voice, but her face was glowing with concern. Until that moment, I didn't even remember that she was a registered nurse. I finally got up the courage to ask her what was going on. People kept coming in, but no one is talking to me. Again, I just hate this. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, really hate this. Um, I remember her softly bending over and whispering in my ear that they can't seem to find the baby's heartbeat. What? And no one bothered to share this with me? Soon she was giving me the best back rub that I can remember as it softened uh, the continued labor pains that hadn't subsided. Finally, the doctor came in to share the news. Rose, I'm sorry to say, but we are unable to find the heartbeat and I believe your baby has died. At this point, there is nothing we can do for you. Please understand you will need to complete the labor process and give and still give birth. And we will give you all the time you want once he arrives, but your baby will not be going home with you. In disbelief, the process continued as I tried to retain what information I was just given. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Ugh. Labor behind me, a beautiful baby boy, my William had finally arrived. Holding him across my chest, I could see nothing that would cause this little one to be a stillbirth. 21 inches long, beautifully tanned skin, and fully developed. Everything intact, fingers, toes, and features all normal. When I asked if we'd like to have an autopsy to understand what could have went wrong, we quickly responded, absolutely not. God knows what he is doing without question. Either he knew that we weren't ready to care for such a gift or something medically was wrong and he pardoned us from that grief. Oh my gosh, I can't right now. When the good Lord is ready, he will bless us with healthy children, which he did. Stay tuned for baby number two. Oh my gosh. And for her to have that kind of insight and faith at 16 years old, like that is really incredible. I'm glad that they, she was able to hold him and stuff for as long as she wanted and well, she doesn't seem to, um, well, and now I'm speaking for her. Yeah. She said they kind of whisked him away too, but I don't think that they have, they, I don't think that they had the same kind of stuff that they had. No, now. I don't think so. Yeah. And, um, I think she, 
she had those moments, but it wasn't like, like what there we do is now. now. Yeah, where they and so it was thing. great that she had those brief moments, but yeah. then they didn't do anything for like memory. Yeah, which we do now. We do yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, <sighs> that's a hard one to share, oh, yeah, but I'm so glad that she did because it's special she did too. It is. Yeah, I just I appreciate her. Thanks, mom. Insight. Yeah. Thanks, Rose. And thanks for being so amazing. Yeah. I mean. Just her outlook. No too. kidding. I mean, like, that's really, I think yeah. a lot of people don't necessarily have that kind of insight, especially when you're talking about a 16 year old. Yeah. You know, that is just a yeah. child herself. And I just think about how crazy her life had to have been. Mm -hmm. Like she got married right. and had a, like dropped out of school, right. started working on a farm, by right. the way, that's not like easy work right. at all. And then was like, okay, I'm going to be a mom and just. Right deal with that yeah at 16 how long after this was your brother born um so i think two or three years two or three years Not, okay so there was some time yeah there. i think she was 18 when she had my brother and then 21 when she had me okay yeah oh my gosh yeah all right so you guys beautiful stories yeah. thank you so much for sharing them with us if you um have a story that you think would um, inspire or reach or touch someone, please, you know, send them in to us. And which we'll, is pretty much every birth story, every single one, life. because when you birth a tiny human, mm -hmm. you are freaking amazing. Yeah, and you should be given all the credits. Yes. And um, thank you so much for letting us share your intimate moments. Yeah. All right, y'all, we need you, our wonderful and fabulous listeners. If you would like to submit your birth adventure, your vagina mishap story, or the what the fuzz just happened to me story, go to www.theaos411.com. You'll be able to select the type of story you'd like to submit right there. Remember, these stories can be anonymous. So if it's a great story, but you want, don't want to share your name, that's all right. So you just let us know. Ask us any burning questions you may have. Also, hit us up on Instagram at the AOS411 or Facebook at the Aftermath of Sex. We also have Twitter at the Aftermath Sex, but we really don't know how to use that. So you can go ahead and hit us up there and maybe we'll figure it out eventually. But right now, it's pretty bleak. Don't forget to support us by hitting like and subscribe and share us with all your friends because. Likely, they're just as cool as you. We hope you feel enlightened today. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye together. Sorry. Forgot. Okay. Yeah, oh. that's great. Well, we weren't Hold recording. on. I haven't stopped. No. It's recording? Yes. Oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't realize that. We hope you feel enlightened today. Bye. Bye. How did that sound? It's so oh.